Well, hello, this is Bible teacher and pastor Dave Nelson uh, coming to you from the ministry of a love outreach, which is uh, primarily a Bible teaching ministry. I uh, just want to reach out to all of our listeners that listen via SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, or various other podcast platforms that we're on, Spotify and Amazon and such. Uh, but we'd really like to reach out and just say, hey, we'd love to hear from you. I'd love to know that you're listening. Love to know if there's any way I can pray for you, uh, any way that uh, we can help you in your walk with the Lord or your lack thereof, whatever the case may be. So just want to give you a little bit of information before we jump into today's teaching on Proverbs chapter 23. Uh, a loveoutreach.com is our website. You can go on there and you can fill out a contact form. You can email me directly at dave at aloveoutreach.com. Um, that's a couple of the ways that you can find us. We're on Facebook as well, though I don't have a very big presence on Facebook. I don't do much on there, but A Love Outreach is the name of the page on Facebook and on Instagram as well. But uh, again, just kind of reaching out, first of all, uh, Happy New Year to you. God bless you. I pray that you will grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in the coming year, 2022. I pray that all is well with you. I hope that all is well with you. And again, I'd uh, like to just uh, be able to pray for you personally or just um, get an encouraging word from you to, to us as a ministry, and it would encourage us greatly. Uh, just to know how we are impacting your life uh, as you listen to our Bible teachings. So, God bless. Thanks again. Without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump on into today's teaching, which is of Proverbs chapter 23. God bless. Hey, what's up, everybody? God bless. Welcome back to the Bible teaching ministry of A Love Outreach. My name is Dave Nelson. Uh, today we are going to go ahead and take a look at Proverbs chapter 23. So as I always say, if you are in a position where you can do so, please go ahead and open your Bibles up there and follow along with me as I read and, and talk our way through it here. We are, uh, I read um, from the New King James Version of the Bible, typically when I teach, but whatever version you have uh, is fine. We're just going to, like I said, kind of talk our way through it here. Uh, not an in-depth study at all. Um, just really want to encourage you within the Word of God, encourage you to do this kind of thing on your own, where you just open up your Bible on a daily basis and just read and see what the Lord speaks to you. So I don't have any prepared notes or anything like that. Normally I do. Normally I'm a guy that kind of has to have notes in front of me, um, but sometimes I like to just open the Bible and uh, read and teach uh, in this manner. So Proverbs chapter 23, um, looking at verse 1, it says, When you sit down to eat with a ruler, consider carefully what is before you. And put a knife to your throat if you are a man given to appetite. So it's interesting here uh, how Solomon, who wrote this, speaks. 
You know, oftentimes people say, wow, the Bible says that? Wow, the Bible says put a knife to your throat? That's kind of harsh. Isn't the Bible supposed to be, you know, all kind and gentle and all that kind of stuff? Here's the thing. The Bible is truth. That's why it applies to our lives. That's why we can apply it to our everyday lives because it speaks facts. And it, it, it speaks them in, in a way that's just straightforward. And when you read the Proverbs, you'll see that. Or a lot of the books of the Bible, you know, you'll find things in there that might shock you if you've never read the Bible before. But so anyway, when you sit down with a ruler, consider carefully what is before you, it says, and put a knife to your throat if you are a man given to appetite. Do not desire his delicacies, for they are deceptive food. Now, have you ever heard that politicians can be corrupt? <laughs> have you ever heard that in your life? You know, there's a lot of corrupt um, politicians. Now, that being said, it's not fair for me to, you know, just broad stroke all of them and say they're all corrupt. I don't know that that's the case. But look, there's a lot of money that floats around in the world and there's a lot of politicians that get bought to make certain laws uh, go certain ways, to make certain things happen, and they line their pockets. And as you know, Solomon writes this, he's just given wisdom to say just, and, and I think the key thing there is in, in verse one where it says, consider carefully what is before you. In other words, be wise. Think about what you're getting into here when you're sitting down with a ruler. You know, uh, do not, uh, then verse four goes on to say, do not overwork to be rich because of your, because of your own understanding cease. Okay. So do not overwork to be rich. What do we call that in our world today? Someone that overworks. Well, the word is a workaholic. Now, being diligent in our work is, of course, something very good. But overworking for, you know, the result of becoming rich will destroy and, and does destroy many people. People pierce themselves through with many sorrows, the scripture says, because they're trying to become rich. Their focus is on wealth. And we, now I'm assuming that if you've hung in there this far, um, that you're seeking God in your life. Um, maybe you're already what would be called a Christian. Maybe you're not, but if you're not, if you've hung in there even this far into this video, you're probably seeking and wondering about God in your life, okay? So, and the Bible says, Jesus says that we are to seek first, right? That is to make our priority the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then he adds to us the things we need, okay? Now, often when a person desires to be rich and they overwork to be rich, they want more than they need, right? They want more than just the basic necessities, food, clothing, shelter, 
things like that. They want more than that. They want to work to have a pile of money, uh, a large sum of money in the bank or a lots of investments or things like that. So they work and they work and they work trying to gain the whole world, but in the process of doing so, they lose their own soul. So even here in the Proverbs, we get that wisdom that that's not the way that we should be living, right? That should not be our focus, right? Verse 5 says, Will you set your eyes on what is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away like an eagle toward heaven. Now look. That's the truth about riches, okay? It can be here today and gone tomorrow. And guess what? The time is going to come when it is all gone. You cannot take it with you. Maybe you've heard other pastors or Bible teachers say this, but they say um, there's not going to be a U-Haul at your funeral, okay? Because you're taking nothing with you. Job said, naked I came into the world. And we're going to go out naked, right? We're going to go out with nothing. I mean, yeah, we may have some clothes on our back when we're in the uh, coffin or whatever it may be. But the point is, the moral of the story is, you leave this world with nothing, okay? So the focus then becomes what? The focus then becomes, well, everlasting life, eternity. What about my eternity, What am I striving for in life today that could make me jeopardize my eternity with the Lord? Because Jesus said, what shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world but lose his own soul? So you can go after riches. You can pile it up, pile it up, pile it up. And while you're doing so, you're you're losing out on a lot of things that really matter. Maybe time with your family, time with your spouse, time with your children and and grandchildren and such, right? Because you're striving for something that is absolutely meaningless in the end. You know, Jesus tells a parable of a man who said, you know, he had, he, uh, I'm going to kind of paraphrase it here, but he said he had all that he needed basically, and his barns were full and he, he needed to build bigger barns to have more you know, to store all that he had, you know, as if that was, that was somehow meant something. And, you know, that's the way of our world today. And it's even crept into Christianity where people are striving for money, striving to have more, striving to have a big savings account, striving to have investments, striving to have a retirement, doing all of this But in the end, they're going to come up empty because like Jesus told that man, you fool, today your soul will be required of you. In other words, that's the important thing, your soul, okay? So as we're reading here in Proverbs, man, a lot of people want to be before rulers. A lot of people want to be before, you know, they want to be in a certain class, the upper level, right? They want to get to a certain place where you know they're at the top where they're the head not the tail as they say right they they want to be at the top so they do whatever it takes and they, they'll even go sit before deceptive people okay 
this is not, I'm, I'm not just talking about politicians here, right? But people will go and, and eat the food of deceptiveness if it gets them ahead because they're striving to be rich, okay? They're striving for something that just is going to vanish and mean nothing in the end, okay? And then he goes on. Now, keep in mind as we read the Proverbs here, it's not one story. Always you might get one, two, three, four verses that are about the same subject, but Proverbs kind of moves on to, into just a bunch of different wisdom, right? Verse six, do not eat the bread of a miser, nor his delicacies. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, he says, but his heart is not with you. Okay? So someone that is a miser is all about just, <coughs> excuse me, all about just getting for themselves what they can have. Right? And they might offer you some things. They might offer you, hey, you know, I'll give you this. If you'll do this for me, you know, hey, look what I have. I, you know, you can have some of this, but they're really in it for themselves. Their heart is not with you. So we have to use wisdom and understanding in lining ourselves up with the will of the Lord and the word of the Lord and realizing that, uh, you know, we need to seek the kingdom of God above all else, right? Not the kingdom of men. Not what other people have, not what other people can give us, not what the rest of the world strives for. We have to have a focus and we have to be focused on our Lord and his will for our lives. Fix your eyes on Jesus, right? So it says there at the end of verse 7 that that miser's heart is not with you. Verse 8, the morsel you have eaten, you will vomit up and Waste your pleasant words. <laughs> In other words, it's going to come back to bite you. It's just going to make you sick. It's just going to make you worse off when you get in front of that person that is a miser. You get in that front of that person that's deceptive and you want riches and you're chasing after that and you're hanging around the wrong group of people, you know, uh, that are corrupting your morals and things like that. And you, you realize it was a waste of time even talking to him. It says when you waste your pleasant words, it was a waste of time even before him or her, you know, whoever that may be, right? I wasted my time there. It was not wise of me to do that, right? Verse 10, do not remove the ancient landmark nor enter the fields of the fa fatherless for their redeemer is mighty. He will plead their cause against you. Okay, so <clears throat> do not remove the ancient landmark. That speaks of being deceptive. Okay, there's boundaries set. You know, there's things that are right, and you know what's right. You know what's good. Unless your conscience has been seared as with a hot iron, as the scripture talks about, which many people that is the case today. Many, Yeah, there are many people in the world that just don't care. But hopefully, as you're watching this, as you're caring about the Word of God, that's not you, right? And you're not going to cheat a little bit. You're not going to move the landmarks. You're not going to, you know, fudge the numbers or whatever it will be. And you're not going to, you know, take from those that are less fortunate, like the fatherless, because God's watching out. 
God's watching out for these people and he will plead their cause against you. Many people like to do deceptive things to get ahead like we see here at the beginning of this chapter with deceptive words, okay? Apply your heart, verse 12, to instruction and your ears to the words of knowledge, right? So there's an exhortation to you. Here's what you need to do, right? Apply your heart to instruction and your ears to words of knowledge. Listen, listen to what is wise and good. You know, here in Proverbs, you're getting instruction. I'm getting instruction, okay? Moving on here, another subject. Do not withhold correction from a child. For if you beat him with a rod, it, he will not die. Again, people might get shocked by that. What? Beat the child? Well, we're talking about lovingly disciplining a child. You have to take all the scriptures, you know, um, into effect here and into account, I should say, right? And, um, and apply them in your life. And the Bible talks about how we should be raising up our children and how we should be disciplining them in this life, okay? There's an actual training process that goes on with our children, right? We train them, we discipline them, okay? And it might take a little rod of correction on, on their butt to get them to understand. It does take that often, you know, so that we, so we, we have to be wise in disciplining our children in training them up in the way they should go because we don't want them to grow up and run amok, as they say, right? Come up with their own ideas. A child left to themselves brings shame, you know? So this is why we have so many people out there running around on the streets, getting in trouble, getting in trouble with the law, having to deal with the law. Read Romans 13 as, as to what it's like to have to deal with, deal with the law. You know, they are there. They are there for a purpose. God has given us these law enforcement officers to help us to keep the peace. But when the child isn't trained, right? He or she goes out and runs amok and gets in trouble. If you don't train them up in righteousness and holiness and proper discipline in their lives, you can't be surprised when they make poor decisions or they end up in trouble, right? So do not withhold correction from your child, verse 13. For if you beat him with a rod, he will not die. You shall beat him with a rod. And here's the key point. Deliver his soul from hell. That's the key point. Do you get what we're seeing here in Proverbs? It's about the soul. It's about who you are, who your child is internally. That's what it's about. The soul, okay? It's not about the outward. It's not about the amount of money you have. It's not about riches. It's not about fame and fortune and such like that, right? It's not about the clothes we wear. You know, and many people today make it all about those things, their image and what they look like. And they're, and, and, and they're snapping so many photos of themselves and in clothes and posting them, you know, look at my clothes, look at my fashion look at the way i look and such 
but they're not concerned with their soul. And I want to exhort you today that you need to be concerned with your soul. I need to be concerned with my soul. That needs to be our primary focus. And where do we find that? We find it by seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. In other words, we need to, to chase after, to pursue righteous living, holiness, right? Okay, and then uh, let's see, verse 15, my son, if your heart is wise, my heart will rejoice. Indeed, I myself, yes, my inmost being will rejoice when your lips speak right things. It's Solomon speaking to his son here. A father speaking to his son, saying, man, it's going to be so good when you do what's right, son, when you live in a way that's right. But it's up to me as a father to train up my children in the way that they should go so that when they're old, they will not depart from it, right? So he says, do not let your heart envy sinners, but be zealous for the fear of the Lord all the day. That's where we need to be zealous about. Reverencing the Lord, respecting the Lord, honoring the Lord, not looking at the sinners of the world and what they're doing and how they're behaving, right? You know, it's amazing how many people spend so much time today focused on celebrities, you know, as if, oh, look, He's rich and famous. He's a famous sports player. I don't want to, you know, offend you too much by picking a sport as if I'm talking about one person. But we fall into traps. People fall into traps of lifting up this entertainer, lifting up this movie star, lifting up this basketball player, lifting up this football player, lifting up this baseball, hockey, whomever it may be any sport, soccer, right? We lift this person up. Oh, they're so wonderful. Look what they have to say. Look what they're tweeting about. Look what they're posting on Instagram. Oh, I want to be like that. No, no. Again, if you've listened to this video this far, this audio, whichever the case may be, however you may be listening, then hopefully you care about righteousness and holiness and what is right in the sight of God, okay? So we need to be zealous for the fear of the Lord all the day. Every day, that, that needs to be our focus. Every day, all day. Fear, the, fear of the Lord, reverencing the Lord with the way that we live. For surely there is a hereafter and your hope will not be cut off. Think about that. Surely there is a hereafter. Surely there is a heaven. Surely there is a hell. Surely there is a place where you can be with the Lord for all eternity. And surely there is a place where you can be separated from him. Right? So he says, hear my son, verse 19, and be wise and guide your heart in the way. Do not mix with wine bibbers or with gluttonous eaters of meat. For the drunkard and the glutton will come to poverty and drowsiness will clothe a man with rags. Solomon's telling him, son, his son here, I mean, live right, son. 
make the right choices, hang around with the right people, my son. Do what's right in the sight of the Lord. That's what we're all called to do. And then verse 22 says, listen to your father who begot you. Also wisdom and, or excuse me, listen to your father who begot you and do not despise your mother when she is old. Solomon's saying, hey, I got wisdom for you. Now here's the problem, right? Sometimes fathers have no wisdom for their sons or they just shut it up inside of themselves or they think my son, my daughter, they don't want to hear. They don't want to listen to me. But we need to walk by faith and step up as fathers, as mothers, and pour into our children. And do it with wisdom. And do it with love. Okay? And, and Solomon said, and take care of your mother when she's old. You know, typically, it's not all the time, of course. And I'm sure, you know, I could be wrong about what I'm about to say. But for the most part, it seems to me that the wife outlives the husband. The mother outlives the father. Not always the case, I know. But in a lot of cases, that's the, that's, that's the deal, right? So Solomon's saying here, take care of your mother, son. You know, listen to your father. Get wisdom. You know, uh, oftentimes um, it happens in people's lives where their father dies and they say, man, I wish I would have asked him this. I wish I would have just had more time to talk to him and ask and just listen and see what wisdom he had for me. You know, so to you, Father, be wise. Be a leader to your son, to your daughter. Be a leader to them. Don't, don't worry about being cool trying to act their age. I see so many parents that, you know, try to act the age of their children. You know, they start to adapt the things that the, that the, the young 20-some-year-old person is saying, and they're in their mid to late 40s or whatever, and they're trying to act like they're in their 20s. But your kids don't need that. Children don't need that. They need you to be a leader, they need you to be somebody that's going to stand up and speak wisdom to them and pour into them, okay? So let's see, where did we leave off? Um, by the truth. Um, actually, verse 23. Yes, by the truth and do not sell it. Also, wisdom and instruction and understanding. In other words, this is what you need to be investing in, folks. Truth. Truth. Where do we find truth? His word is truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. So come to Jesus. Seek. That's what you need to be investing your time in and everything. The will of the Lord. And also while you're at it, he says, wisdom and instruction and understanding. That's what you're going to find when you read Proverbs. Really, when you read through the whole Bible, you're going to find that. Okay? Verse 24, the father of the righteous will greatly rejoice, and he who begets a wise child will delight in him. In other words, your parents, is go your parents are going to be happy if you grow up to not be a fool. Okay? 
Let your father and your mother be glad and let her who bore you rejoice. Care enough about your parents that you do what's good. Again, I know it's sad that I have to think of this, but there are many foolish parents that just act stupid and make stupid decisions. And really, they're not somebody that you should be looking up to, unfortunately. But do everything within your power to honor your, your mother and your father, right? Um, the father of the righteous will greatly rejoice, and he who begets a wise child will delight. Let your father and your mother be glad, and let her who bore you rejoice. Verse 26 now. My son, give your heart. My son, give me your heart, and let your eyes observe my ways. So Solomon's saying he knew he had wisdom. He had wisdom from God. But you can have that too, Dad. You can have that too, Mom. But are you seeking it? And you can have something to offer to your son. And you can be able to say, hey, look at me, son. Listen to me. Now, do they make that decision all the time, the children? No. Sometimes you sit there as a parent and you say, man, I have so much wisdom to give. So much to offer. But they don't seem to care. You know, sometimes that might be the case with some children. But to the children, I would say, hey, don't be that way. Be wise. Be wise. Listen to those that have gone before you and what they have to say. Okay? She, uh, let's see. Uh, verse 27. For a harlot is a deep pit. And a seductress is a narrow well. Well, so he's changing the, changing the subject now and saying, hey, don't be going after, he's telling his son here, he's speaking to his son, right? Don't be going after women like that, okay? Stay away from those kind of women. She also lies in wait as, a, as for a victim and increases the unfaithful among men, okay? You see, a, a man should be faithful to his wife and a, a young man that's what you should be seeking it's not another girlfriend another girlfriend another girlfriend but you need to be seeking God for your wife and waiting on the Lord for that same thing to you young lady you need to be seeking God for your husband and waiting on the Lord for him okay woe or excuse me verse 29 who has woe who has sorrow? Who has contentions? Who has complaints? Who has wounds without cause? Who has redness of eyes? He's going to give the answer here. Those who linger long at wine. Those who go in search of mixed wine. That's those people that are going out and partying. Drinking those mixed drinks and drinking that wine. Drinking that beer. Doing all that stuff. It only leads to sorrow. It only leads to sorrow. Play with fire, you're going to get burnt. You know? Do not look on the wine when it is red, when it sparkles in the cup, when it swirls around smoothly. In other words, man, this looks so good, and, and there's this is so much fun. You know, there's so much to this, right? Uh, you know, this is, uh, this, is, this is where it's at. This is where I love to be. I'm going to keep my eyes focused on my next buzz. 
right? I'm going to keep my eyes focused as I swirl that drink around. I'm going to, it's all about partying, man, right? At, at the last, it bites like a serpent and stings like a viper. Destruction comes from that kind of lifestyle, right? Your eyes will see strange things and your heart will utter perverse things. Yes, you will be like one who lies down in the midst of the sea or like one who lies at the top of the mast saying, they have struck me, but I was not hurt. They have beaten me, but I did not feel it. When shall I awake that I may seek another drink? The next party, man. The next fun time, right? But again, I'm going to close here, bringing it back to the soul. You could chase after all kinds of things in this world. Wine, women, and song, as they say, right? You could chase after all kinds of things. Partying and all of this stuff. You can chase after riches. You can chase after money. Like we've read about here, you can put yourself in front of people with riches, rulers and, and misers and such, and say, man, how did he get that way? I want to be that way. How, I want to be like that. Or you can say, no, it's about my soul. There's nothing of greater value than my soul. And I will seek first the kingdom of, his, of God and his righteousness. And I will set my heart diligently to seek after him, to learn of him, to grow in the knowledge of him, to study his word. You see, you have a heavenly father. Many people don't have wise parents on the earth, right? But you have a heavenly father who has given us all that we need for life and godliness. And you know where it's found? It's found in his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. To him be glory and power forever and ever. You see, he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the one we should be seeking. He is the one we should be saying, I want to be like you, Jesus. I want to have what you want me to have, Lord. I want to walk in your way, not the world's way, not the way in that ruler of that ruler, not in the way of that, you know, person that just because they have a lot of money and they're on television and they're on television commercials and, you know, and all that, and they've got their brand and all of that kind of stuff. What about their soul? And what about your soul? So as we've read through Proverbs here today, look, this is just what you can do. Just pick up the Bible, begin to read. Read the Proverbs. Read the Proverbs every day of the month. What happens next month? Go back and read them again. Next month, read them again. And then the Word of God gets hit, hit in your heart, and then you find that you're in the will of God, and you're not sinning against God as a result of the Word of God being hid in your heart. I'm going to go ahead and stop there. God bless. Let us know that you're listening, that you're watching, whatever the case may be. Reach out to us. Uh, you can reach me directly, Dave, at aloveoutreach.com. If you have any questions or if we can pray for you uh, in regards to your walk with the Lord. Um, but yeah, God bless. We'll see you next time.